Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Cecil. Hi, Lucy. Oh, hi. So we've actually arrived at Ep 3, and how do you feel? I feel fresh, ready to go for Ep 3. Big one, a big one. That's what they say, Ep 3, big one. And we Difficult third episode. Really? Yeah, like your difficult, difficult. No, they say difficult second album, don't they? Okay. Yeah. I was worried we were going to fall out. No. Oh no, it's going to be fine. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Still like you, it's fine. Okay, I, I need constant, re- constant reassurance. Yeah. Um. So how how has your week been? We've got big news. We've been actually verified by iTunes. <laughs> we have amazing work. Thought it might take a thousand years because apparently it can take up to what two weeks or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Um. We were worried about. You know, just getting people to follow a link to a host site doesn't look as snazzy. But now, iTunes, amazing. Well, now we have myriad ways that you can listen. Yeah. So that's really exciting. We're on iTunes, obviously, now. Yeah. Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. Yeah. Um, and probably a lot of other places that we don't even realise no. we exist. Yeah, exactly. So we'll try and find that Wherever out. Wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God, I'm dying to say that. <laughs> Should we start saying that? But well, we just did. Okay. Yeah. But I did lose my shit a bit when I saw it on iTunes that first time. When I, I could When I could search for it and it came up. And like in amongst like nestled between yeah. all of your other main yeah. legitimate podcasts. Yeah, it's on mine like next to Reply All, My Favourite Murder. I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting. So that was a, re- a really, a really great start to the week but um what has been going on this week for you so far um I mean not much um in terms of uh, to be fair actually I've had quite an anxious week just to uh but this is because of my main one of my main anxieties that still exists in the world is uh my fear of ice and as you know it's been hashtag polar vortex I know that's actually America but it might as well been here for me yeah (laughs) um it has been obviously we had a bunch of snow fresh snow fine absolutely happy to walk through it ice any form of sort of ice or frozen overnight i cannot deal with like i just i just cannot it's, and it's ang- and it's like a phobia i will like get to the part the pathway and you can see like maybe a glisten and i'm just like fuck 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 and i'm just like i'm petrified i freeze up and then i do the thing where you walk entirely like incorrectly on it like like a shat yourself as opposed to like <laughs> walking you're supposed to walk like you know solid footsteps or whatever but i just walk like a stupid dainty like idiot and and I can and I and I, and I hate I hate it so much <laughs> <laughs> well you well firstly you are not alone because Fine. I too suffer from the same phobia and I suppose this podcast we want it to be all about what we are longing for and living for and I suppose for us both this week what we're longing for and living for is the end of snow and ice in Manchester yeah exactly and I know I said last potty that I was longing for the end of winter but I feel like Winter came back to taunt me because I said that in the last one. It wasn't even that fucking bad last well, week. And now this, look at us. If this will make you feel any better. Probably on, not. On the, <laughs> on the day that it all happened, like the snow and the really bad ice, yeah. I left early after you texted me being like, is there snow and ice? And I sent you like a yeah. million pictures. Um, and there wasn't, but then there kind of was. Yeah, just that surface shit. Yeah, that you just can't really see. Ooh, the and worst. So, <laughs> Silent enemy. And so then I was being so slow to get to the tram. My tram is like a five minute walk yeah. away. It took me about half an hour. I was so scared and walking slow, so slowly that one other young woman came over to me and was like, are you okay? Like I was like a 97 year old grandma. Oh, wow. It was so embarrassing. And I was just like, but that's, that's my oh. whole problem with it, Olivia, because it may, I hate the way it makes me look. I hate the way it makes me feel. It makes me feel like so much. It makes me feel like the world is unattainable to me. 
makes me feel shut off from like my normal life. And I walk like so fast to work. I do like a half hour walk to work each day or whatever. Yeah. And this makes it take like a fucking hour. Well, I've, got- I've, I've been resorting to getting cabs. I'm not even, really? I'm not lying. Wow. I'm not, I, I don't care because I, I, I would, if I would, I've worked it out. Like, would I pay like 20p for each minute of this walk to yeah. not be doing this walk? Yeah. Yes, I would. So you, you, love, you love working out if you would like <laughs> rather pay a pound than do, like you've yeah. done this before where you like work out. It's one of my things. Yeah. Work out how, how like you can get your head around it. But um, I was talking to a girl at work about my phobia. Everyone in work knows because I keep being late because I'm so scared of the eyes. Yeah. And it takes me like 20 minutes to walk across the piazza, which is just a, a big expansive. Might as well be a fucking ice rink. Spe- we'll basically just skate into yeah. the office. And anyway, there's um, a girl at work who suggested um, this this video. And it, it's for like, it's like a kid's like a kid's social media video thing and it's about how to walk on ice and basically the most effective way to walk on ice is if you walk like a penguin so you have to walk with your feet like stuck out either side and just make sort of like little like jabs (laughs) in front of you but we're not gonna do that (laughs) I did it (laughs) how was it I kind of like tried to do it like like half normal half stealth penguin okay and Undercover penguin. I don't, yeah. I don't know whether it was like some kind of placebo that I was like telling myself I was doing it, but I kind of was, kind of wasn't. But um, I felt more in control of my own destiny. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, everyone in my life just tells me to get a grip and I just tell them, as I said to my housemate the other day, that's the whole point. I can't. (laughs) So (laughs) stop telling me to get a grip. Okay. I need some crampons. Absolutely. Right. Um, so, yeah, so we can't, we can't walk about Manchester anymore. But um, what else has um, been going on this week? Well, I guess because of um, my fear of the outdoors, I've just been trying to like get home as soon as possible and just stay inside and then go to sleep and then have to face it all again. Um, so I've just been like watching a lot of TV. I finished Sex Education, which I talked about last week. Oh, yeah. And I am in love with well, that Well, I show. started it. Yes, you did, didn't I'm you? I'm just on ep two or something, but I love it so far. Oh, uh, you will fall even more and more in love. It made me laugh. It made me cry. All of those emotions. I just want to live in this question mark Gillian Anderson Moomin Valley that they all oh, live in. yeah. I love it. And I love Where like, is I have, it? Like, um, I've looked it up because I was like, I need an Airbnb in that yeah. valley stat. Yeah. It's the Y Valley, like down um, near um, bottom of Wales. Oh. Bottom of Wales to the, to the and then the bit of England that's near there. <laughs> <laughs> Geography I'm lessons quite good with Geography. Lucy Settle. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, and it looks stunning and I think we should go for like a nice weekend there. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, but... The sh- I, lo- I also love how the whole aesthetic of the film is like a bit sort of 80s and a bit sort of like in that way you can't tell like sort of what time it is apart yeah. from if we've all got smartphones so but no finish that I think I as I said on the podcast last week I I do think it is way more than just like a sort of teen drama thing it actually has like some heart and some some soul which but, I really like like what you said last week would sex education still as great as it is come under the banner of high school uh, yes Okay, good. And therefore, I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Well, what about you? What um, have you been up to? Yeah, um, what have I done? So um, I've just been out a lot for drinks and dinners and things, which is a little bit um, a little bit naughty, but oh, can't be alone with my own. Social butterfly. I know, but you know, I can't Lost be alone with my own thoughts, so I just have to go out well, every night. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I actually did on Tuesday, well, I actually wanted to go and see that Green Book film. Oh, yeah, I want to see that. I really want to see it, but... Um, I got confused basically. 
So I ended up going to see Mary Queen of Scots (laughs) on Tuesday. And that was okay. But someone told me that there were, there were like, queer bits in it and there aren't really except for this one bit and I need to work out how much of it is actually true and how much of it is just the film so basically um Saoirse Ronan Mary Queen of Scots absolutely character absolutely love her yeah so she she plays that character and there's this part where basically she has I guess like ladies in waiting or okay. whatever and um one of them is actually um actually a male character i see and there's this part where he dresses up in loads of like women's clothes and is dancing around and they're all just like having fun and stuff Mm -hmm. and there's this moment where he sort of panics and checks himself because he thinks that he might have gone too far for her right like he sort of overstepped this social norm or he'd done something wrong to, to to upset her right and he was saying oh you know um I'm really sorry, I can I can take all of it off. And she just says, no, like, you know, everyone must stay true to their nature and this is your this is your nature and you would make an amazing sister. Okay. Um, and so it's this part where she's just very uh accepting and intolerant of this character. And I just wondered how how that would have actually been at the time and whether that whether that's been remarked upon in history that, that yeah, she was actually like, like is that, that? A, is, yeah because it turns her nature yeah so like spoiler alert don't listen to the next like 45 seconds if you care but um basically what happens is she marries this guy olivia i was just gonna say don't worry about spoiler alerts. it happened like what a thousand years ago so if yeah, you but, don't know about it you don't know about oh my it God, too but bad do you know what people like with spoilers it's the yes, most annoying well, thing do, ever actually um. <laughs> my little sister the worst oh really she will be plugging her ears listening to this okay izzy stop listening to this bit <laughs> but um yeah so there's there's this bit where she marries this guy and then you find out she finds out really quickly that um he sleeps with um the the guy who's in her sort of ladies in waiting crew right on that first night okay and so he thinks he's gonna like get his head chopped off basically the next day Mm -hmm. because he goes to speak to her about it and she just says you know you you can't you can't deny your nature i can't be angry with you about it because you were taken in by him the same as me so like really we're sort of the same but just don't do it again basically okay um, so I just wondered how much of that is true and I'm not sure. So I need to find that out and yes. I'll report back next yeah, week. Yeah, good, yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought it was Would you like, recommend it as a film to watch? Yeah, I think it's, like, worth a watch, but I suppose two sort of period films at the same time, Mary Queen of Scots and The Favourite, and although they're both so, so different, obviously that natural comparison comes into play. Yeah. And I just think that, I suppose if you had to pick one, The Favourite would just absolutely win hands down every time because I just loved it so much but you don't need to compare the two but I I suppose you know because it's that sort of that sort of genre you tend to it's hard not to draw comparisons yeah but then I kind of think that the favorite sort of transcends that 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 genre in in so many ways but you kind of I kind of just do that um okay anyway so we're recording this episode on February the 1st, um, which means that it is the beginning of LGBT History Month. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, so have you seen any um, bits and bobs so far? Anything that um, has piqued your interest? I actually haven't <laughs> at all. Haven't you? No, I actually haven't. 
I know that like um, I know that Manchester. I know that they always do. There are always bits going on in Manchester stuff like that. I just haven't seen it yet, which makes makes me feel like I'm not on the right reading list. On the right. Uh, where's the word? You know, round robins. <laughs> <laughs> What have you seen? What what bits? Well, Manchester Library's blog um, has got loads of information on what is going on for um, LGBT History Month. So that is just manklibraries.blog if you live in Manchester. And it's got details for open mic nights, comedy nights, different speakers, drag queen bingo. There's even line dancing parties. Oh, yes. Which, oh my gosh, reminds me so much. So like, my when I was younger, my mum used to take me to hoedowns. Oh, god! Have you ever done that, or is that just my childhood? Uh, I've been to like a line dancing y kind of like hoedown thing, but it was like a one off of. Um, I used to do this thing called cotillion at school, okay. which was like where you actually thinking about it, bloody terrible. Right. You used to go each each Friday with, with like boys and girls from your year. You got paired up with a different boy each. D- each time yeah. you have to have like dinner and then you have to go and learn like a different kind of dance no. and um, it was always themed and one of them I remember was like doing like some line dancing and eating some I don't know like sloppy joes that sounds like something that you would do on the Gilmore Girls yeah well yeah it was like at the American school I yeah. went to so like and Rory was... Gilmore would be like really sad about it and Lorelai oh, yeah. would be like you don't have to go and then a grandma would be like yeah she does and yeah then it'd yeah be, like, yeah whole thing. no it was actually loads of fun because we just all my friends and yeah. we just like all hung out and, like but there was you know some dramas of like who got paired with who or whatever never involved me I wonder why <laughs> I was always the matchmaker. I was known as like the the school matchmaker. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very good at making sure people got with people. Was that a strategic move on your part? (sighs) Probably, subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no. What about you? So you used to go to hoedowns. How many? How many hoedowns have you been to? Well, the thing is, I don't know whether I'm remembering it like way more than it actually was. Right. So it could have just been, it could have been three times, it could have been 30 times, but I just remember it being like so key. So my mum would, would dress me in like um like a prairie dress from like, I don't know, Laura Ashley. Just like Celine last week. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then I had this like waistcoat, but it was a reversible waistcoat. So one side was denim and the other side was like, ditzy print like flowers and stuff right so you've never been gayer i guess not <laughs> so i would a go... reversible waistcoat olivia i'm sorry <laughs> that's nothing um so i would i would go to these like hoedowns and it would always be hot pot for the food and i always hated like mm, like hate, brown I, food I, I hate brown food yeah um, oh god um so so it would always be brown food and that would always be really sad because i'd just want like brown is the worst chips or something my family have a joke about the fact that like i don't like food that's brown and i'm like why would i want to eat that it's bit tastes brown yeah and they're always like whenever we do like the christmas like figuring out who what we're gonna cook for all the meals my mom always suggests like something that's brown and then they go like oh i guess we can't have that because it's brown and i'm like yes you're exactly right we're not having that because it's fucking brown so it tastes like shit but do you like shepherd's pie Shepherd's pie is okay if I make it because I can make it like super just like savory mm. and then I'll have it with like some hot sauce mm. and that's fine. But brown, when I'm talking brown, I'm talking like beef stew. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Well, anyway, I remember, <laughs> yeah, so there'd be, there'd be hot pot there and then there'd be my reversible waistcoat. And I remember just always being, um, you know, just like walking along, but then I'd just be like flung around by some like random blokes that I didn't know, you know, because it would be like the dance right. where you have to like grab someone yeah. and fling them in the air and yeah. things. And I 
hated that. Ooh. I hated it so much. But um, that sounds pretty traumatizing for a small child. Yeah, but I just it was just like other people really really enjoyed it. Okay. But um, I I just I hated I suppose that like element of surprise of like not knowing when you were going to be like involved in this dance and I just didn't really know what was going on and I, I just found the whole thing so embarrassing I think right more than okay. anything yeah I yeah. wasn't like scared of any of the people or anything no. I was just like I was just really embarrassed I just didn't like it <laughs> um so anyway I won't sadly be going to the line, the line dancing, dancing party at Central Library on Saturday the 23rd of February <laughs> Um, if, it's, if it's your kind of evening, yeah, get down. Get yourself Do some grapevines. Get yourself down there. So yeah, uh, there'll be there'll be loads more things um, released in the coming weeks. So anything that we um, see that we think is particularly good, we will um, shout it out. But um, speaking of LGBT History Month and um, Pride tickets, that has been oh, such a big story this week. What a story! Oh well, so Manchester Pride uh, tickets went on sale. I think it was the 31st of January, wasn't it? Like on, on Thursday. Yeah. And usually they're sort of, I can't remember how much they were last year. Maybe they're usually around 35, 30 quid. Maybe yeah. they have steadily gone up. I remember because when we first moved to Manchester, I think they were about 20 quid. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, fine. Pay 20 quid. Yeah. I think the first time I started going, they were maybe just, just under that. Right. Like okay. Pounds yeah. Yeah. And then I remember a couple of years ago, it was something like 30 quid. And I was like incensed about having to pay that. Yeah. They have revealed that the total price for a Pride Weekender ticket is £70. £70. So, but the thing... £70. But the thing that get the thing that gets me the most about, about this is they haven't announced who any of the main headliners that, there's, are. There's no lineup announcement. So we'll Don't the, even know if it's going to be Mel C or whatever. We had our last year. Was it last year? No, two years ago. Two years ago. But you don't even know who it's going to be. And it's like, fork up £70 because you're definitely going to want to go. Sure, of course you are. But you don't even know. <laughs> I don't, I'm not mad about paying for pride things like that anyway, as you know. But um, I get really annoyed that about, basically you pay for the pride ticket um, and you get like a wristband, which means you can go into like the village. Um, and I get annoyed about having to pay for that and then queuing for really watered down drinks that cost more than usual when we could just go there any other time. Yeah, and, and as and well. just round loads of people. As well, just, just <laughs> to get into... Um, Canal Street for the parade is something like ten or fifteen pounds as well. Oh, is it for the parade? Yeah, just for that bit. So you could just watch the parade in any part of the city. I know. So I just think I just think seventy pounds when you haven't even released it, and also people go to Pride for so much more than just the headline act. Oh, definitely. So if it, even if they had said, "Oh, we've got this really top person, and that's why it's expensive," yeah, then yeah, for some people they might be like, "Oh, fair enough, that yeah. tracks. I'll pay it." Yeah, that's great for them. But what about a obviously the people who don't have that money, but b the people who just they don't see the value in those. Elements and of they, it, and they yeah. don't go for yeah. that for that reason. They just they so. literally just get the response so they can get into like the village area. Yeah. So which means they can be part of like the main crowd, which is fair enough. Yeah. So um, they're they're stopped from doing that because it's literally over double the price that it's ever been yeah. at its most expensive. Yeah. I can't imagine they do have anyone that amazing because what you think they would have teased it and like it's seventy pounds, but don't worry, you're gonna want to pay it or whatever. It's like not even that. It's yeah. just like it's seventy quid. I think. Over. I think that if they were gonna charge that much, the least that they could have maybe done would have been sort of called out who the headline act was because at least it would provide a bit more context to it because you're sort of asking people to do a bit of a lucky dip I suppose and I kind of think like bearing in mind 
um, I went to see Beyonce like a couple of years ago. The most money I've ever paid for a ticket to yeah. see anybody. I think it was maybe eighty-eight pounds, and everything. It's eight, just eighteen pounds different. Yeah, that's unreal. And it's Beyonce. Yeah. Then who's it gonna be? Who? Um, what if it's Celine? <laughs> if it's Celine, if it's Celine, we're there. If we're, it, we're scratch this bit of the body. We're going. If it's Celine, if it's Celine, away. I'm selling my house and spending all of that money on the I'm taking tickets. out a mortgage for the ticket. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, okay, so that that's ongoing, and yeah, we'll, we'll see how it develops. See who it is, and it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe by next week, we'll know who that headline. Surely they have to tell, tell us soon. Is and then um, really heartbreakingly we posted this on our instagram um a couple of days ago but a prevailing story across this whole week that we've um all been discussing has been the absolutely atrocious attack on um jussie smollett the um the american actor um just horrendous yeah i just don't even know what to say about it it's just it just hits it just yeah, it's just the most awful, awful thing. A homophobic and um, racially motivated attack yeah. in the most disgusting way. He's just, um, Jussie Smollett has just released a message, um, I think maybe only an hour or so ago, um, to his supporters telling everybody that he is okay. And he said, my body is strong, but my soul is stronger. And to thank his fans and said, um, the outpouring of love and support from my village has meant more than I will ever be able to truly put into words. Um, he says, I'm working with with authorities and have been 100% factual and consistent on every level, despite my frustrations and deep concern with certain inaccuracies and misrepresentations that have been spread. I still believe that justice will be served. So yeah, it's still it's still ongoing, but it's said that investigators do have a video of him um being attacked and it appears that um the two attackers um went after him with what appears to be a noose around his neck. So it's just so it's just so it's vile. Completely horrifying. Yeah. Like and it's you know, as we said in the post on our Instagram, it's all too common. Um, and it's, you know, this is the story we know about because this is what's happened to somebody who's in the public eye. Yeah. There will be hundreds, if not thousands of people this week who have been attacked for on similarly either racial or homophobic or, you know, um, some form of uh, hate crime. Hate crime. Thank you. It's something like this, which is a public attack, brings it into the public eye, someone who is known a celebrity essentially um just reminds us that our there's like we said in our post there's still so much more work to do there's our fight is still continuing and um it sort of just reminds you to stand up for those people and to stand up for what we still very much need and want and you know we're called queer longing because we wanted to make sure that we put out the message that there there are things to long for in our community still not just you know like the things we're longing for in nice fun ways and stuff like that like nice tv shows and nice music and blah 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 but also that there are fundamental things about our society that are still so wrong and don't accept everybody for who they are and how they live and that's that attack is just another thing to really remind you of that and sort of I you know set you on edge and, and made me angry that it's still there you know that it's happening all the time I think that's it it it, it really I felt reset a yes. lot of people that I knew um on edge and just another reminder that even 
walking down the street being yourself in the skin you were born in in the you know the soul that you were born with if you want to call it that yeah you know those fundamental intrinsic things to your personality and selfhood would be so um jeopardized vandalized brutalized in that in that way is is really horrifying so i know that we'll be um keeping a close watch on how that develops and um hopefully um those people are brought to justice yeah and hopefully the right people will all stand up against it and it might you know help set some chains in motion of like actually making change because all these things you can stand up for each event and say this is bad this is bad for each time something happens but nothing's going to change if there isn't some fundamental changes in the way that um we run our societies both like obviously that's in america this weird but there's problems here as well so needs to be addressed yeah yeah so i guess as part of that and in line with trying to live our true selves and you know embrace our queer selves and everything that we live and long for what um is there any is there any music you've been listening to this week that's been uh giving you queer life or i do have a track of the week actually so my track of the week this week, you might have um, seen it online or whatever, was um, the first time that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper performed Shallow live. Oh, talk to me about it. So um, Tell me all about oh, it. Oh, it's so good. I so, actually haven't watched it. Haven't you? No, because I think it would, it, it might kill me. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it could. It could send me completely under, and I'm, I'm, I'm already a bit on the edge. It so. has, I think it has that power, so yeah. um, as I'm sure you I'll already... be in the shallows. <laughs> <laughs> as I'm sure you already know, um, Lady Gaga is and um, has a, a Las Vegas residency with oh. her Enigma tour. Dying to go to that. Can we go to that? Um, uh, yeah, we have to. So she, so she is performing there, and then he just comes out on the stage, oh. and um, they were like setting up, and then they were just like taking ages and just like hugging each other loads, and then oh my god, the chemistry, oh. the chemistry <laughs> between the two of them is just absolutely just mesmerizing. Is it palpable? It, oh my god, yeah, you could just. Cut it, chop it up, julienne it. It was just absolutely <laughs> rife. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, so I'd highly, highly recommend yeah. um, YouTubing yeah. that. because well, For anyone really who doesn't good. know, obviously it's from um, A Star Is Born. And uh, one of my favorite things about that was their, their chemistry. So thinking about actually seeing that as like a post the film yeah. out in a different sort of environment and still seeing the chemistry yeah. sounds great and then for like the second bit so it's kind of like the call and reply of the duet and the second bit where she sings she does it on the piano and then he comes I love it when she plays the piano yeah and he comes sits next to her and like wraps his arm around her he's like holding her so tightly and then she's just going crazy stop recording (laughs) she's going crazy on the piano oh it's just it's just so good so I would really really recommend great track of the week yeah Thank you. I'd recommend watching Thank that. Thank you. Um, what, do you have a track of the week? I do, actually. Um, my housemate um, introduced me to a band called Kira Kira Bonito. And they have this uh, song. It's a couple of years old, but I've just been like obsessed with it. It's called Trampoline. And it's literally just like, they're super sort of like poppy, like fun, a bit sort of electro-y. Um, and it's literally about like the 
there's like a female singer about her like bouncing on a trampoline about how fun it is and how it's nice to just bounce on a trampoline every now and then that reminds me loads of like what would be a really great Eurovision submission which is very timely <laughs> because um the Eurovision programs are just about to start and on BBC will, they? Yeah. Eurovision podcast is oh. just coming out on BBC Sounds we're gonna so. have too much to talk about to be, to be honest we really really are yeah no but I would really recommend it if you want something to absolutely uplift your your day like being on a trampoline yeah the song does that as well and also she is she has like some Japanese um heritage I think maybe one of her parents is Japanese so she speaks Japanese like through the song as well and it's just great cool really 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 recommend well maybe you can um put that in the show notes so people can find it yeah good idea but the hugest news story possibly of the week but maybe also our lives Uh, probably all time yeah (laughs) (laughs) it is that the l word is coming back it's coming back (laughs) cue the music (laughs) talking laughing loving breathing fighting fucking crying drinking writing winning losing cheating kissing thinking dreaming oh my god the l word is coming back they're going to be i think eight episodes coming at the end of the year and i think it's kate menig leisha haley and maybe one other person who are all going to be exec producers on it i think right right um so yeah it's just going to be so so exciting and it's um pegged to come at the end of the year who were you what were you what was going on in your life when you watched the l word for the first time tell me your l word story My, my l word journey um i did not watch the l word until maybe Mm, second year of uni oh yeah because you know I was like a late gay bloomer okay yeah um and you know was too busy in first year like basically went to uni real probably like realized I was a bit gay but didn't actually realize it in my the beginning of my well sorry the front of my head yeah like just in the back recesses yeah um and spent like the whole first year in like a turmoil trying to figure it out yeah um and then by second year, well, no, second year was bad too, but, um, <laughs> but, um, I managed, I did start to sort of engage more of like some queer bits and I had a bunch, I had a bunch of queer friends. In fact, I had, I think all queer friends at, at uni. My, um, mom, when I, uh, <laughs> showed her the list of people that was going to my 21st, she said, and this is straight to my face. She said this before I come out or done any sort of gay bits. She said to me, is anyone straight coming? And I literally was like, excuse me. And I was like, yeah, um, my friend Roxanne, actually, <laughs> who's like a token, token straighty. But um, I, so I haven't really engaged in uh, the L word ever until about se- second year. And then my housemate at the time, she had them on DVD. And I believe she just like was like, oh, I'm going to rewatch these or whatever. You should watch them with me. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah. And we started watching them. And then she lent them to me. I remember watching loads like on an Easter break. I took them home, like back to my parents' house when I like went back on Easter and like watched them like in the dead of night and see, at see, in secret That's at, the, at the grand old age of 20 a true friend though <laughs> lending you all of her L word box sets I know what hun I know so um, yeah so I watched it like not that long well, what 10 years ago I guess um, okay. and uh, just loved it but I feel like I'm, I was slightly older than when maybe a lot of people have watched it the first time so I was already looking at it from a an older lens of being like Oh, all these things about it that are quite funny, if that makes sense. Yeah, because you didn't you know watch what I it. Mean? You didn't watch it when we were all in that time. Yeah. So when did when did you watch it? Let me tell me your experience I, of it. I watched it when it was new, like actually coming out. Yeah. What? 
<laughs> just, God, it feels, I'm so left behind. <laughs> um, no, I watched it. So my, yeah, my. When did it come out? Probably like 2006 or something. Yeah. Because okay. I, I would have been 16 then, which tracks. So um, my first, yeah, it was my, my first relationship. Then, then that that was coming out at the same time, and she had Sky, or well, her mum had it. Nice, so um, sweet package. Yeah, and <laughs> um, so I would like go round there, and then just let myself in and just watch Showtime. Right, um, and that amazing. And so, so it was always it was always the L word. Perks of the relationship. It was always the L word and girls of the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> What a Saturday afternoon! Yeah, um, <laughs> so I used to always watch those those two things. Um, but yeah, we we watched it as it came out. Maybe it was oh on like God. Thursday night so or something on on Showtime. Yeah, so yeah. I watched it having known that like all my lesbian friends and stuff had already watched it, and so it was sort of like I felt like I was like catching up. Mm. So and also like I say was very oh, I was very cynical when I was 20 so I watched a lot of it being like well that bit shit well that shit etc right. also really loving it but a bit I was just a bit a bit like that about everything though back then okay so yeah no but I'm very excited for the new series and I 100% need to do a rewatch before that we need to do like a rewatch all the way up to it I think we absolutely yeah need maybe to. we need to start rewatching it now and just keep rewatching it until it comes out yeah yeah, <laughs> I am absolutely on, on board with that. Okay, great. My question to you, though, is... Because I've only seen them all once, essentially. I've seen a couple, maybe a couple times, but most of them I've only seen once. Okay. Well, my question to you, though, is um, who are you? Oof. I don't know. See, because obviously this is like, number one topic of L Word is who are you and who do you want to bang? Yeah. So, who am I? I feel like m- m- maybe... I've definitely had this conversation before, obviously, I'm a lesbian. So, but probably, maybe a bit Alice-y. Yeah. You know, a slight Alice vibe of just being a bit sort of like, eh, about everything, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I, do, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> but I don't really know. I don't, I can't. And this is the problem though, because I've only seen it the one time and I watched it at what was like quite an actually dark time in my life. I don't feel like I, and this is like a bit of an admission. Yeah. I don't feel like I really know it that well. And it <gasps> makes me sad. Because, okay. because, everyone's like and I'm a bit like oh yeah I know it and like I've seen it but also maybe I don't really know it yeah well and then I feel like a tiny baby gay it'll never be I guess the exact same experience no than if you had watched it then which is fine but I think we can definitely remedy that so far as we can make you have more of an intense relationship with it if if you you want one I I do I'm I'm open to that so thank you you have consented I've consented so do 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 what you want what about you who do you think you are probably a little bit of an Alice too maybe I think I think I am across (laughs) probably between um Alice and Carmen oh yes yes um I see that in, of what I know. <laughs> in in the sense of like so so Alice basically has her own podcast, kind of, where she does the chart. Yeah, well exactly. Um so I can definitely yeah. relate to that. Yeah, I always relate to her sort of like creative endeavours. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe like that bit and she just loves like being stupid and telling some stupid jokes and being a bit quite exactly. sarcastic. Yeah. So I can relate to all of that. Yeah. But then also um also Carmen because she is very um very like family and friends oriented oriented and um mm-hmm. kind of 
in some ways loves um like traditions and rituals and everyone being together and all that kind of thing yeah and like in some ways like is like a little bit of um of a traditionalist and likes all of those like things that yeah. you do together yeah. and I think that like that in some ways is what I'm like definitely so yeah, I see that I feel sure. like I can I can identify with her uh with her character and I would also probably make a lot of bad choices and fall in love with an arrogant person like Shane McCutcheon mm, possibly you might do yeah you like a waistcoat only wearing <laughs> is that what it is famously famously <laughs> like, a, like a long tie <laughs> Oh, who who would who who was your like main fancy of the album? Was it Shane? Yeah, at the, oh, t- okay. at, at the time that makes sense for the time when you must watch when you were what sixteen. Yeah, yeah, okay. At that the time, sense. that totally tracks. Yeah. yeah, um, for me, I don't know who it would be now. Probably like Bet. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I fancy Bet. I really fancied um, Tasha. Tasha is the yeah, main Tasha one. Yeah, Tasha was my main one. I forgot about it. Tasha because yeah. she comes in late. Yeah, yeah, Tasha is probably. Oh my god, yeah. And like we said last week, <laughs> in a uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Tasha's number one. Um and then maybe like maybe Bet's like the SSBW. Yeah, I love the SSBW of Bet. Yeah, um definitely. Yeah, do, do a little glossary of that for people who are Oh sorry, yeah. <laughs> SSBW stands for strong and successful businesswoman. Yeah. But you don't have to be in business no, necessarily you don't have to be, to be in, one in a specific business. You have to just embody the, the vibe. Yeah. And I think that Bet is like exactly yeah. that that yeah. vibe. Oh, she is those palazzo pants are nothing but SSBW. I, I don't think you can trust anyone who likes Tina. Right. See, so, yeah, this is, I feel like there's a divide in Such a divide. with the lesbians of who does or doesn't like, and, and, and like you say, I think it comes down to a trust issue with Tina. So it's not, people don't talk about it like, oh, I don't trust people. I don't like people who don't fancy her or whatever. It's yeah. always like, mm, not, I can't trust people yeah. who, who like Tina, you know, like that they, they, they don't. And I wonder what that is. Where does that come from? What is it about a character that you think is so unsavory? It's not really so much that I think that she's unsavory. I think she's quite great. Oh, I don't think she's unsavory. I just think that she's like quite boring and she's a bit boring and not not always like the champion of her own destiny. And I kind of think that the writers caught wind of that and then just inexplicably made her um, a film exec. Well, for I, did, no reason. I was about to say that actually, like my memory of that happening was that it seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah, because yeah. She, she she worked for like a non-profit charity and then she was producing Lay Girls, this bajillion pound budget movie <laughs> and had like 1,000 trailers and was wearing yeah, like a lot of palazzo pants yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah, that is, that is bizarre. But you know, sometimes some people they just click they just switch and then they're uh they are they're the ssbw that they're always meant to be yeah maybe but realize their full potential i don't know i think that the real ssbws of the l word have got to be bet and helena peabody the absolute oh. standout um mis- val- mis- val- val- mis- congeniality <laughs> yeah, of the l word exactly. <laughs> definitely yeah, no, I am intrigued, obviously, to see it come back and hopefully some new, like, hotties to find hottie. Yeah, new characters. And I wonder, because in the past, they have been um, slammed for being really unprogressive yes. and um, not, not very inclusive. And um, I wonder if they've sort of taken on that feedback and, you know, however however far into the future we are now, 15 years, say, from when it first came out, I wonder how they're going to be addressing those um, yeah, well, ho- issues hopefully they do and they don't just gloss it over and like from, i think very, they will because, yeah, they, because they it's being exec- produced by the characters yeah, which rather than hope hopefully that will bring it give it some more more well I, although is that is that not 
just keeping it within the family. Well, I think, doesn't it need to extend itself out a bit? I think and, it, and I think include it, some people who were who were not part of that original sort of not particularly diverse group. Yeah, probably, probably that that would well that would definitely help it. But I do think that having the people who played some of the key characters mm. will be interesting to see what they do with it because obviously they were just acting in it before, so mm. they didn't really have much say yeah. over what did or didn't happen, sort of script wise and right. messaging wise. Yeah. And they probably had certain things that they would have wanted to have changed having been on the inside of it to a degree. So I wonder now, given this new creative freedom that they'll have as the execs, will that then make a difference? And will they be sort of allowed to make those changes that perhaps they wanted to make at the time? Mm -hmm. We shall see. But it's so, so exciting. And Carmen is coming back as well. Oh, hello. Hello. Yeah, that will be a good time. Yeah, it should be, whatever happens, lots of fun. And I'm sure we will very, very much enjoy it. Yeah, and it will be um, joining the um, ever-burgeoning group of bringbacks that there have been over the past few years. Yeah. So the L Word, Will and Grace. Backstreet Boys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right, well, I think that brings us to our most beloved segment. Uh, can we say beloved at three episodes in? I think we definitely can. Okay, well. When the love's there, it's there. Well, yeah, and it is beloved. It is time for... Celine Watch! <laughs> Olivia, what has been going on with Celine? Our girl Celine. Oh. Our girl my god she has had such an amazing and incredible past couple of weeks while we've been doing this podcast i mean i won't lie in the beginning i was a little bit worried will we get an amazing nugget of celine information week on week on week and the answer is yes yeah well i i too was like is this gonna be able to stick around is it gonna stand the test of time but celine dion is evergreen tell us what she's up to so the news this week you won't even believe this i won't but Celine Dion has authorised a biopic, no. The Power of Love, which is based on her life. No. It's actually true. <laughs> it's actually true. So the, Could we ask for more? So the biopic is called The Power of Love. Right. And it follows her all the way from her childhood oh in Quebec when um, she was just this really young girl in the 1960s, all the way up to her, you know international rise to fame so it's gonna just be absolutely amazing and she's had such an interesting life um if you um if you go on some of the articles that talk about it they sort of speak to some of the ins and outs of um what she's experienced um in her life so far right and um i just think it's gonna be amazing so it's coming out at some point in 2020 amazing not not sure when so we at least have to do the podcast till then at least. Them's the rules. At least. Um, so absolutely just cannot wait for this. And um, up until then, we'll just have to um, go and watch her in Las Vegas when we catch Gaga. Oh, yeah. We'll do we'll do a little uh, little tour, a little, uh, a little uh, crawl, crawl of uh, Gaga and Celine's in-house shows. And in-house shows, great. I saw Boys to Men in Las Vegas. I know. What? So what amazing. is it like going to see... Um, a show in Las Vegas, like, how is it different, like, when you go and see a residency or something like that? Right, well, it's basically, the the thing that I'll say about Vegas the most is that it is the most place that you expect 
to be like how it will be, it is like that. If that makes sense. And so all your expectations are exactly yes, correct. If not magnified. Okay. So it's an insane it's most insane one of the most insane places I've ever been. Um but yeah, the resident like we just went and we're like, right, we uh want to go to a show while we're here. We haven't booked it or anything. Mm. And we're just like looking around what it was and we literally were, like just walking down the strip looked up to like our right and there was a huge like biggest billboard in the world of boys to men and we were like <laughs> sign me up yeah and we were like don't care what it costs it was my girlfriend at the time's birthday and i was like i'll pay for it it's your birthday we'll just like go and it'll be fine it'll be really fun and she loved boys to men and it was like 25 dollars oh absolute steal so that's like 18 pounds yeah and we went and it's in like a tiny like little like really intimate theater yeah like well probably seats 500 yeah. maybe a thousand yeah and I, I can't do numbers in, in seating okay. it was not big yeah and it was amazing you get these like pint not pints like uh they're, they're like, like four, they're like four ounces of beer or something i can't remember what the actual measurement is but then yeah. it's like two pints but in one massive glass <laughs> and it's so vague it's so extra it's amazing and you got we got them and um it was just in this tiny theater and then when they sang um i'll make love to you you like run down to the front and they throw rose roses at all the women <laughs> And um, my girlfriend at the time ran down, <laughs> and she got a uh, rose, which she pressed between a book, which uh, probably is in one of the books. I don't even know which book, but yeah, still exists. Oh my god, that's yeah. so cute. It, it was cute. And it was when you were in Vegas, did you um, eat those ginormous baby arm shrimp? Yes, yeah, so we did... Uh, For like 99 cents or yeah, something. Yeah, well we were like, right, we've got to go to Vegas, we're going to Vegas, we've got to go to a buffet, like all you can eat. And so we went to an all you can eat buffet, just one of the hotels, can't remember which one, and Thank God we did not go for the all you can eat and drink, which means like you pay like an extra five dollars and you can drink whatever you want, like alcohol. Because mm. we were like, no, that'll be too much. And actually, for once in my life, like I had a modicum of like self you know, restraint <laughs> to be like, yeah, that will be too much. And thank God we did. Because we ate so much and so many fucking shrimps and crab claws, like loads and loads of like crab legs. Yeah. It was amazing. And loads of sushi and like loads of food. Just absolutely stuffed ourselves to high, he- high heaven. And then we were like, right. I am so full. I'm gonna be sick. Right, right. I need to go back to the hotel and just like lie down. Yeah. But our hotel was like, we were in the sort of the middle of the strip, and our hotel's right. We we're staying in the Stratosphere, which is the one that everyone jumps off. It's like the really tall one, okay. um, which is right up the end of one end of the strip. And um, you know, we would have walked back, like that's what you normally would do. But it's so hot, and it wasn't even the hottest that Vegas can be. And it was what, like maybe a ten minute walk. But we're like, we cannot walk, so we're that full. <laughs> So we got a cab Whoa. up the strip, like one second. But there probably would have been no raised eyebrows because that's just probably dead normal. Yeah, exactly, especially because it's so hot, I think, as well. So we literally like got this cab and then we went and like lay down for, I think we lay down for five hours. And in five hours, I felt like the normal amount of very full. So that's how full we were. Okay. Free that, it was disgusting. But love Vegas. And well, I loved, loved it and hated it yeah. at the same time. Like... It was so fascinating, such a, like an amazing place to see, and I think it's you really have to like see it, and it's so much fun. But I would really like to go back with like a bunch of mates. I think it'd be really funny, okay, to do that. So Vegas, actually, one of our friends wants to go for like to renew their wedding vows, so we should we will be invited to that. Okay, I'll be so, I'll be on for that. But what what just gets me is that like there's so much seafood there, yet it's a desert. <laughs> And it's the most a desert. At night, because we were in this really tall hotel, you look out and you can literally just see where the lights end and then it's nothing. And it's so creepy. It's just like a perimeter of a, this massive city. Yeah. It's so creepy. It's really bizarre. But it's 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 a great place. But but seafood can come from, you know, the five-hour drive away from the coast. It's mm, fine. Fresh. <laughs> 
Um, so, well, on that crab leg note, um, I think that's all we've got time for um, this week, Lucy. Very well. Well, so uh, going forward through to the next week, what's your uh, what's your goal? Well, actually, I think as we had the same living and longing uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the podcast, I think that our goals are probably going to be similar too. Mm. So um, this weekend, we're going to be going to um, London, aren't we, for a little trip to see down some of our friends. Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go down and see some of our friends in yeah, London. Bendolino. And we're going um, to Aphrodite, aren't we? We are. So what we're hoping to do, if we can pull it off in time, is get some queer longing badges made. Yeah, we're going to be like number one street team With ourselves. With our, our gorgeous new artwork that also came out this week. Yeah. Um, so thank you to Sarah Mayhatch who designed that for us. Yeah. So we're hoping to get these badges made and we'll be handing them out, um, all being well, in Aphrodite. So if you live in London or if you have any plans to go to that, um, say hi to us and we'll be handing out um, handing out some cute little pins, hopefully. Yeah. So our Spreading goal is, the word. Our goal is to sort our lives out enough that we do that, basically. Yes. Yes, it is, definitely. And to spread the queer longing words to all of the lovely queers who will be at Aphrodite. Yeah. So um, as you all know, um, new episodes come out every Wednesday. Um, So please subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't already. If you don't have that, as we mentioned earlier, you can subscribe on Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us at Queer Longing on Instagram and on Twitter. We made a new Twitter as well. last week or you can email us um at queerlonging at gmail.com yeah feel free to send us any questions you have any longings lovings any celine watches anything anything that you think we would want to hear let us know we'd love to hear from you we would absolutely love to hear from you and we'll be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time Bye. bye